Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Angela on and she's a data scientist. Hi Angela. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Um, should we jump straight in then? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name's Angela. I'm a data scientist. Um, I've been working mainly in the banking industry in, in Canada, uh, but also at some tech startups. And what a data scientist does is we use data to solve problems and make decisions. So it sounds very broad, um, which it can be sometimes. There's a lot of range in the different types of roles you can have. Amazing. So let's take it back a bit then. Have you always sort of had an interest in tech or coding or, or sort of data or what, what kind of sparked this for you? Actually, I, I didn't always have this interest, or at least I, I didn't know that I did. Uh, I grew up in a pretty industrial, uh, small size city in, in Ontario, and uh, the tech industry wasn't really a prominent um, industry where I was. I didn't really know anyone who worked with technology or computers or data or anything like that. So I just didn't really have any exposure to it. But I did always really like math. Um, so I went to study math and the school that I went to, the University of Waterloo, was it had a huge computer science program and a huge co-op program where a lot of the students would end up taking uh, you know, tech internships in Silicon Valley and things like that. So that's where the influence came into my life. So from, you know, having this sort of background or influence of, of love of maths, was it a pretty clear career path into what you're doing now or where where did you sort of go after after university and school yeah it was it was I guess it wasn't super clear right at the beginning even going into university deciding to study math that was a pretty last minute decision because I didn't really know what you could do with math besides you know teach it based on the exposure that I had but I figured okay let's let's try it out um so after deciding to study math I I thought that I would was going to be an actuary, um, study actuarial science and kind of make that my focus. And an actuary is someone who works in the insurance industry and works on those models that determine pricing and risk and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so I took one introductory insurance course in first year and I quickly found out this wasn't for me, but <laughs> it can be the very boring. had many other. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it can be interesting. It just wasn't my uh, I had no connection with the material at all. Um, but I, what I did find was uh, the math students at Waterloo all had to take an introductory computer science course. And that was my first time taking computer science in, in my first year. And I ended up really, really loving it. It was my favorite course and my best grade that year. Um, so that's when I kind of gravitated more towards the technology side of math. And at the time that I was in school, data science was just starting to become a term that people knew and it was just kind of starting to take off towards the end of my degree so that's that's uh you know when it kind of came to be an idea for something I can do so what was that first sort of thing that got you into your first bit of data science did you um someone tell you about it and you went home and booted up python or something what what was it that sort of got that initial ball rolling yeah, so um, so I wasn't in the co-op program at Waterloo, but all my friends were, and I that kind of influenced me to find my own internships while I was a student. And um, the first internship that I found in tech, because I did find, you know, I liked computer science, I wanted to go into that space. Um, the first internship I had had me doing front-end web development. So 
that was my first experience working with writing code in a professional setting. And I really enjoyed it, but I found during that placement that I missed the math side. You know, I really wanted to do something that involved more of my math knowledge and that stimulated me in that way. Um, so, so after that, uh, my partner actually brought up, you should try going into data analytics and, and data science, because that's kind of a combination of computer science and math. So um, yeah, so then for my final internship in university, I made it a point to find one where I could work on data science problems. And I was lucky enough to find one. Um, back then there was more supply than, or sorry, yeah, more supply of data science roles um, than demand to be a data scientist. So I found one pretty easily. And from there, I just fell in love with it and decided this is what I want to do. So obviously we mentioned it a bit earlier and we just sort of talked about it now, the whole world of data science and the amount of companies that now need data scientists has exploded in the last, you know, five, five years or so. Um, what kind of opportunities mm -hmm. are out there for people? You know, what kind of industries are using it? Um, if you could just break that down a bit. Yeah, so many opportunities, so many industries, really the options are endless. Um, the way that I've described it in the past is if you want to be a data analyst, if you want to work with data and analyze it and take those insights from the data to answer questions and solve problems, pretty much any company in the world could use someone like that. And it might not always be called a data analyst, right? It might be a salesperson that's looking at the numbers or a marketing person, but they're doing that data analysis work. Now, as the company gets bigger and as the industry gets more, um, I guess, like tech savvy and they're collecting data and they're, um, you know, they want to use data to solve their problems. That's where the opportunities for data analysts and data scientists become more rich. And that's when you'll start to get in, you know, the formal titles involved. So I guess some of the earliest industries where this role started coming up is in in academia and science and research and in uh, you know things like pharmaceutical companies and uh, medical research and then banking of course is a huge one as well banks have been around for a while they've been collecting data for a while and they have a lot of data to analyze so so yeah but these days really any company was it quite a daunting uh, experience for you first getting involved in uh, data science for maybe a company where you're probably just given a lot of data and you've got to somehow find out the information that they want. What were sort of your first impressions of that and how did you work through it? Yes, it was very daunting in the beginning because I was hired into this data science internship, which was my first exposure. I didn't have any formal training in machine learning and predictive modeling specifically. They hired me because they figured, okay, she studied math and computer science. She's taken stats courses and linear algebra courses and computer science courses. She could probably figure it out, figure it out. But I had no idea what I was doing, really. Um, I didn't even take an online course or anything. Looking back, it's pretty crazy that I got the job. But um, at that role, I had um, a mentor, my, my boss at that job. He was the only other data scientist at the company. And he pretty much worked with me one on one to ramp up those skills. He gave me some books to read. Um, I read the books, you know, I did a lot of Googling, watched a lot of YouTube videos and uh, worked through it. But yes, it was very, very daunting in the beginning. What kind of skill sets does a data scientist really need? Obviously, there's um, some coding that's involved, uh, but could you break down the skill set of a data scientist? Yes. So if you want to be a data scientist, there's five things you need to know. Um, one is coding in a scripting language like Python. 
um, or R is another popular one for data science. Um, the second thing is you need to know about databases. So um, how to work with data, where data lives, maybe extracting data from the web, um, you know, molding it, shaping it around. And this usually entails having some exposure to SQL or SQL structured query language. Um, then on the math side, you need to have knowledge of statistics and probability. And then also machine learning is the fourth thing. So um, understanding of how machine learning works. And then finally, the fifth thing is you need to have the hands-on experience of putting all of this together to solve problems. So getting a data set and a problem and knowing what steps you need to take in order to go from raw data to some kind of output. Um, so, so those are the, the technical skill sets. So I guess if you're talking soft traits or I guess non-technical skill sets, you just need to be patient and interested in the material and um, I think that's really the only mandatory set of skills that you need. What's sort of like the work environment uh, for you? Are you working from home? Are you sort of hybrid in the office? Or And also, um, are you employed by a company or is it more of a freelance role? Yeah, so I'm personally employed and I'm working from home. Uh, that's still kind of the standard here in Ontario, at least in Canada. Um and it's very much a desk job. So it's kind of your typical nine to five, um, you know, sitting down and getting your work done. Uh, there are also freelancing opportunities as there are many companies that require some data science skill set for a particular project, but they don't have the need to hire someone full time. So that, that's coming up a lot as well. So yeah, it could really be anything. Um, but for the most part, a nine to five desk job, I think is a pretty, pretty standard description so as data science grows as an industry within industries where is it kind of going you know are there going to be more and more jobs coming in will ai sort of take some of it out um where's it where's it going in the future yeah i love that question i think uh it gets asked so much is ai going to take our jobs and i think that when you're looking at it from a net perspective there will be more jobs available in the world of data science um, just because it's still so new. I think when you say the word data scientist to someone on the street, I still think that more people, like if you ask 10 people, I think more than five of them will not know what it is, depending on where you're asking, of course. It's still so new. It's not a household term yet. And companies are beginning to realize the, um, the power of data and using data to make decisions and how much it can help them. So um yeah i think there will be more jobs especially even like entry-level roles you know now there's a lot of entry-level roles in, in places like customer service i think there will be entry-level opportunities in the world of data science with things like labeling data and uh, you know filtering through data um ai is able to um, automate some parts of a data scientist's job there are repetitive tasks involved in our job just like there is with anything else and you're starting to see some of these uh, they call them auto ml so automatic machine learning software come up um, and they kind of take over some of the tedious parts of the job but they can't do everything uh, they can't have that creativity to know how to solve complex problems um, so yeah it will change over the years but overall i think it's going to reach more industries more companies more people from a net perspective and you still need someone to write that uh, ai code anyway i suppose <laughs> Um, what would yeah. be some personality traits that you think are crucial for a data scientist these days? Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't think there's too many that 
that are a must have. Um, I mentioned before that you need to be patient. I think that is a, a big one because there is still a lot of experimental work in involved in being a data scientist. It's not, it's not a straightforward job, really. You need to be patient enough to know that sometimes you're going to do something and it's not going to work out and you're going to have to try a different approach. Or, you know, sometimes the data just won't let you solve this problem. It's just not the right data set. There's no information in it, you know, and you have to kind of be okay with that. And also being open-minded. Um, I think that like the scientist part of a data scientist means that we're trying to let the um the answer that we're looking for come out on its own and speak for itself rather than trying to force something that we want to see so you have to be open-minded consider that anything is possible and just use the right approach the scientific method to find what the answer actually is um, but overall i think there's a data role out there for everyone they vary a lot from company to company and industry to industry and even team to team so um, yeah, no, no personality traits that are, I think, a must-have besides those two main ones. What's been the biggest positive for you um, being in this industry? Oh, yeah, the positive. Um, there's so many positives. I think it's a pretty great industry to be in, in a time like now, you know, just having exposure to how data is being used um, across companies, across industries. It helps you know how to process data in your own life, you know, like we live in the age of information now. So I found it really helpful to know how to interpret data that's given to me or, you know, opinions that are given and knowing, you know, there has to be data behind that opinion and knowing how, when to see it as valid. Um, that's a benefit, but also you're just meeting so many smart people uh, working in, in the tech industry and um, among technologists, so many really, really smart people. You're working on new technologies, you're seeing the world move forward and you're being at the forefront of it. I think those are the biggest benefits. And on the flip side of that, what would be some less favorable aspects of this industry? Yeah, there are also some, some, uh, some of those. So I would say the first one right now, which I didn't personally experience because I kind of got in at the right time before it completely blew up but getting in to the industry is quite challenging um the interview process i think is completely broken companies are giving out you know sometimes even as many as 10 to 15 interviews for a single role uh different types of interviews testing different types of skills the role isn't so well defined yet that there's a standardized um I guess, assessment method to determine what a good data scientist is. So sometimes they'll, companies will unknowingly be looking for someone who is a superstar software engineer and really good with statistics and really good with data and then really good with presentations and people. And it's just so hard to find someone like that. So um, there's a lot of barriers to entry with the interview process. Um, yeah, it's a relatively new job title. So like I said, a lot of inconsistency. Uh, you might not always know what kind of role you're gonna get, even if it does have the same job title at two different companies, it could be completely different. Uh, no standardization there. And then also the culture of the tech industry can be a bit overwhelming sometimes. It's kind of the only industry that I can think of where you're expected to continue doing your work on the side and your free time, you know, with like side projects and working on apps and, you know, interviewers genuinely take that into consideration when they're trying to hire candidates. And it's just kind of, it's, it's unusual, right? Because you don't expect doctors and lawyers to be doing their job on the side after work. So um, yeah, I would 
would say those are some of the the less favorable components. It certainly seems like the sort of the tech world and the startup world is incredibly intense. You know, data science mm-hmm. is going to be something that um, is going to be heavily involved within, you know, uh, I can think of like fintechs, for example, um, challenging, you know, the banking systems. Data science is going to be huge mm-hmm. in that kind of industry, but incredibly stressful. Definitely. Yeah. And I think the the banks and some of the older industries are starting to realize the power of it and they're they're jumping in. And you, you mentioned something else as well about uh, roles being advertised and sort of uh, not being in conflict with the traits that they are looking for. But we've had a few sort of coders and software developers on and they've mentioned this, that if you're good at software development and coding, you're not necessarily as skillful at presenting and conveying what you're mm-hmm. able to do. So it's it's difficult because like you say, dead science is new. So you're expected to do a lot of roles probably within what could be two or three roles. Yeah, that definitely resonates. Um, yeah, there are a lot of data scientists that are so brilliant and so good at their job, but because of this crazy interview process, their skills kind of never really, uh, they never get to, to prove their skills with the way it's designed so yeah and what would be something that's not in the job description but you have to deal with on a daily basis yeah so people skills is a huge one um obviously it depends on the role but with many data science roles and pretty much every single one that i've had exposure to in my network you're you're doing a job that involves working with many different people um and people that aren't data scientists, right? So you need to know how to communicate with different types of people, how to make your very fancy technical stuff sound um, digestible to a broad audience. Um, Because this is an area that, you know, not a lot of people have expertise in, and sometimes it's hard to zoom out and understand your audience and know how they need to receive that information. So the people skills I think is a huge one and it's, it's not really advertised too much. And then the other one is creativity. I think when people think of data scientists, they probably think of a very, you know, um, by the book kind of person who has to just like follow all the rules and do things in a, in a very specific way. But I beg to differ with that. I think you really have to be creative as a data scientist because you have to find a way to um, bring the meaning out of the data. And it's not always straightforward to do that. So yeah, those are the two I think that are overlooked. And how does somebody begin to progress within the industry? What, what things can they do? Uh, like to get their foot in the door to get started or once they're in? Yeah, I guess a bit forward. of both. What can you do to, to get your foot in the door, stand out? And then once you're in, how do you actually sort of start to progress as a data scientist? Yeah, so to get your foot in the door and stand out, a lot of companies are, are looking for people with graduate degrees in kind of kind of in the STEM world. So something either in in science, math, computer science, engineering. Um, So if you don't have a graduate degree, it's it does kind of pose a challenge and and limit your options, but you can still stand out through personal projects. So you can, if you demonstrate that you have the skills of a data scientist by working on something on your own, and, you know, proving that you have the coding abilities, the machine learning expertise, the, the stats knowledge, um, then, then that's a really great way to stand out. And then once your foot is in the door, there's a few different, I guess, progression paths. Um, it's a nice career because you can 
you don't have to go into management. There are progression options um, to stay as an individual contributor if you just want to work on the data science and you don't want to, you know, manage a team. There's things called staff, there's roles called a staff data scientist, you know, so it goes like senior data scientists and then staff data scientists where you're kind of the expert on the team. Um, and then of course you can also go into management as, as with many other office types of roles. And for you, um, you obviously just mentioned about uh, people coming in with STEM degrees. Do you see a lot of people coming in with uh, not computer science or coding specific degrees, but learning that on the side and then get into this industry? Yeah, I have. I have seen that actually. Um, it is predominantly STEM degrees. If I if I'm being honest, most of the people that I know in the industry studied either you know data science programs are coming up now, like a formal data science degree. But before that, people were studying things like physics, math, computer science, engineering for the most part. But I have seen quite a few people coming from areas like economics, where uh, they do kind of have a quantitative focus in their degree. So they have those quantitative skills that they can then carry over and self-study the specifics of data science. It's definitely possible with any degree if you have the aptitude to learn that kind of um, that kind of skill set on your own. And we were talking about standing out in maybe an interview process or something. And we should talk about your your social media and your you know YouTube and your Instagram. Yeah. Why why did you decide to sort of do that and and how has that come about? So it actually started when I was laid off last year. Um, I switched roles into a startup from a bank at the beginning of the pandemic, which was great timing on my end. Um, but yes, yeah, so I ended up getting laid off and starting a YouTube channel is something I always wanted to do. And I just finally had, I guess, quote unquote, the time to do it then. Um, so it was really a blessing in disguise because now it's, it's one of my favorite things to do in my spare time. And then the TikTok and the Instagram kind of came after the, the YouTube. YouTube is the main thing I like to do. And the TikTok and Instagram is more just for fun and to connect with the community. And that, that must be a quite rewarding as well, because you do you sort of teach about data science, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to, to see that people are interested in the field and they want to learn about it. And it's nice to be a part of contributing to that learning, because like I said, it still is pretty new. It's not one of those things that you could easily find um, content for, although it is becoming more and more easy with every day that goes by. But yeah, it's been really fun. And would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? Absolutely, I would. Yeah, it's it's not an industry that I've seen myself in forever since I was a kid, but I'm happy that I stumbled into it. Um, yeah, I just think there's so many opportunities. The skills that you build can be transferred to I think most other industries or fields um, and yeah, just the people that you meet and the problems that you work on are just so stimulating and really great experience comes out of it. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Angela. Really appreciate it. And best of luck with your YouTube and your TikTok, your Instagram and, and your career in data science. Thank you so much, Daniel. It was great speaking to you today. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, where can people find you, find your Instagram, YouTube, and uh, anything else you've got out there? Yeah, so uh, the best place is um, YouTube is my, my favorite platform of choice, but depending on what you like to use, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, TikTok are all possibilities. The handle is damsel in data on all of them. So D-A-M-S-E-L in data. Um, 
yeah, so you can find me there. Amazing. Thank you, Angela.